0: Hello once again, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into another episode of the Treehouse of Liberty podcast. I am your host, Jason Fornwald, and thank you so very much for deciding to join me once again. Are you like me? Are you about fed up with the impeachments of Donald Trump? I mean, it's like, at what point can we move forward? At what point can we move on? At what point can we stop illegitimate character assassination? and trying to take away the rights of a guy who should be able to run for president in 2024 which is the only reason they've impeached him again he's out of office that's what impeachment is for impeachment and removal is for removing governmental officials who are not faithfully executing their duties and being responsible to the Constitution of the United States The man has returned to civilian life. He's in Florida. He's nowhere close to D.C. He hasn't said a word since he left office. He's let the absolute clown in the White House run wild and do his own thing and completely undo everything that was making America great again. And Biden's been able to do that in the course of a couple of weeks by executive order. Now, let's just ignore the fact that during the campaign, Biden said, Oh, what? We can't just rule by executive order. we got to build consensus, because if you don't do that, you're a dictator. Oh, really? Biden's written more executive orders in his first three weeks than any president in the history of the United States. By his very own definition, he is a dictator. I don't know. You, You know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's not... A dictator in the united states that needs to be impeached and removed maybe we're okay with dictators now you know but a guy who absolutely did not incite anyone to riot and certainly did not incite an insurrection against the united states of america man we better we better hammer him we gotta take him out we gotta destroy him the dictator no the dictator's fine the dictators are right But this guy who didn't do anything wrong, screw this guy. Let's destroy his life. I mean, for the first time in my life, probably since Ronald Reagan, we had a president of the United States and Donald Trump that actually put the United States first for once. For once. Biden comes in and immediately undoes it all. Make sure that we won't be energy independent. And another first thing we all think about is, well, that means gas prices are going to go up. That sucks. And it does. You know what else that means? It also means we're going to be sending our kids to die in oil wars again. Something that if Donald Trump's policies were just maintained, we never would have had to do ever again. Ever in the history of the United States. You mean to tell me some bullcrap environmental policy. Is more important than the lives of our best and our bravest young men and women. I can't call bullshit emphatically enough on that. And that's what the dictator's doing. He doesn't care if your kids die, he doesn't care if you die. No, we got to pretend that we're environmentally conscious. Because that helps a lot when China and India are creating 70% of the world's pollution by themselves. 70%. Would you like to know where the United States ranks? You guys are informed enough. You probably already know the United States produces about 10% of the world's pollution. 10%. Even John Kerry, that total dumbass. Well, even if we achieve net zero tomorrow, it doesn't matter. Okay, then let's not do it. Let's hold China and India to account. Let's make sure the rest of the world is on board and doing the same things that we're doing, precisely the same without any difference. And when China makes their energy production as clean as ours, only then will I have that conversation. When India makes their energy production as clean as ours, then I will have that conversation. Not until then. Not one second before then. But like I said, when it comes to impeachment, the only thing Democrats are trying to do is trying to prevent Donald Trump from running in 2024. Because he knows, they know, that he and us would stop that ass. We already have Democrats getting upset about the dictator and all the things that he's doing unilaterally, taking away union jobs. Like I said, making sure that our kids get killed again in the Middle East. Is that what we want? Is that what we want? Do you want to see the images of Iraq blowing up again on CNN? And, of course, that was one of the most effective military operations in the history of the world. I mean, the, catast- the casualties were so catastrophically low that it's almost incomprehensible. But you know what? One, one is too many. One needless death of one American service member is too many. You know, one is infinitely bigger than zero. And one death is infinitely, infinitely more important than any bullcrap policy that the dictator wants to institute. You know, saying that Donald Trump incited an insurrection, okay, let's go go back and look at the facts. First of all, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says she was warned well in advance, let me repeat that, well in advance, that this was going to happen. The FBI said that they had information well in advance that this was going to happen. The pipe bombs that were placed were placed the day before Trump spoke. All of this occurred before he even opened his mouth on January 6th. It was planned. FBI documents actually talked about a war at the Capitol. Well, before January 6th. So, I I don't know if Trump has some incredible psychic ability that we don't know about, where he incited these people way before he ever spoke. I don't know if he's got some telepathic mind control. But he flat out didn't incite those people. And we know that because their plans took place beforehand. We also know that because we've seen the video, we've read the transcript, we've torn it apart. Show me, show me where he said, let's go attack the Capitol. Show me where he said, you need to go down to the Capitol and physically fight. Show me where he said, even enter the Capitol building at all. What he said was, I know some of you are about to walk down Pennsylvania Avenue and make your voices peacefully and patriotically hurt peacefully and patriotically in full accordance with the First Amendment of the United States Constitution, a right to peaceable assembly. And that's why the Democrats hate it. That's why the leftists hate it. Because they know, they know that that right is enshrined in the Constitution. They know that of the five or six or 700,000 people that were there that day. I've seen all three numbers. I wasn't there. I don't know which one's right. But somewhere between five and 700 people there that day, about 200 of them, which is 200 too many, about 200 of them breached the Capitol. I, I mean... That amounts to 0.04% of the people that were there. In other words, 99.6% of the people there were peaceful. And had they been Democrats, while the, the invasion of the Capitol was going on, there would have been a sweet little CNN reporter standing out front with a microphone saying, oh, the mostly peaceful protesters. How many peaceful protesters did you see at a Black Lives Matter rally? How many peaceful protesters do you see at an Antifa rally? And by rally, of course, I mean riot. Because that's what they always do. And every single person there participates in that crap. You know, Black Lives Matter and Antifa and other leftist protesters caused the single most expensive man-made disaster in the history of the United States of America last year. It cost insurance companies $4 billion. They caused $4 billion worth of damage. Billion with a B. Said a third time for emphasis. $4 billion. Over 2,000 law enforcement officers were injured at least 25 people were killed in at least two cities. These rioters, these, these invaders captured parts of sovereign United States ground. I mean, let's, let's compare. Who are the terrorists? Which side's violent? The side where 200 out of 700,000 people go into a building? Or the side that caused $4 billion worth of damage last year, injured over 2,000 cops, killed over 25 people? And not one damn time in the course of all of that did one prominent Democrat stand up and say, You know what? Black Lives Matter and Antifa, you ought to stop this crap. Not one time did a prominent Democrat stand up and say, we mourn the death, the senseless and needless death of this police officer killed by Black Lives Matter or killed by Antifa. You know, and I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad they had Brian Sicknick lay in honor at the Capitol, who's a hero, he who's fighting terrorists. He didn't die of injuries. He apparently had a heart attack or a stroke. It doesn't matter. It was a police officer that died in the line of duty. God bless him. God comfort his family. I'm glad they did that. But they did it for show. They did it to put on a show. You know, David Dorn was a retired police officer in Chicago. And he was killed by leftist terrorists trying to defend his friend's business from Black Lives Matter and from Antifa. Gunned down. Absolutely no reason. He was a cop. He was a black cop. Left didn't care at all. See, when a black person puts on a uniform, they instantly become a blue person. And that life that used to matter no longer does. It's disgusting. It's vile. It's evil. And I've had enough. You know, I I haven't used strong enough language about this in the past, and I'm going to now. I am tired of it. I am fed up. I'm done. You know, yeah, you have a guy that didn't incite violence at all. Let me give you some quotes from a couple of people that did. How about Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer? Ready for this? You've probably already heard it. You guys are informed. You know what's happening. I'm preaching to the choir right now, I know. Forgive me. Please stay patient with me. Chuck Schumer said, on the steps of the Supreme Court, while there was a trial going on, and both Justice Gorsuch and Justice Kavanaugh were inside the building on whose steps he was standing, he said, and I quote, I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you've released a whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go ahead with these awful decisions. That is incitement to violence. That is a direct threat on the lives of two Supreme Court justices. And what happens to Schumer? Schumer. Well, he's majority leader of the Senate now, because Democrats love violence. Democrats love terrorism. Democrats love threats. Democrats love this. As long as it's their kind that's doing it. As long as the violence is directed at the right people, like two conservative Supreme Court justices. Nancy Pelosi. She was talking about decisions that Trump had made. I don't remember exactly what they were. But she said, and I quote, I'm surprised there aren't uprisings across the country. Maybe there will be. You know, that is an incitement to violence. She is calling on these people nationwide to burn shit down, to loot, to kill, to injure, to maim, to destroy. I guess what happened? They did it. Remember Maxine Waters? If you see anybody from that cabinet, talking about Donald Trump, in a restaurant or a department store or at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd and you push back on them and you tell them they're not welcome anymore anywhere. Wow, okay. So you're calling on people to remove cabinet members from society. How do you think people would do that? Oh, could you please go home and not come back outside anymore? Doubtful. Remember when Rand Paul and his wife were accosted walking from the Capitol building? And D.C. police and Capitol police had to surround them and literally protect their lives. You get in their face. You push back on them. You tell them that they're not welcome anywhere anymore. They did it. They did it. Maxine Waters again. This was just a week or two ago. I'll go get Trump right now. What exactly does that mean? You're going to go pick him up and give him a ride to the bowling alley? Doubtful. It's a threat against the president of the United States. Let's go a little further. How about Kamala Harris? Sitting vice president. She was talking about the Black Lives Matter and Antifa riots. Get this. She was talking about the riots. Quote, they're not going to stop. They're not. This is a movement. I'm telling you. They're not going to stop. And everyone beware because they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day. And everyone should take note of that on both levels. Both levels. I would assume assume that that means peaceful and violent. Take note on both levels. That they're not going to let up, and they should not, and we should not. So not only does she want these people to continue their terrorist attacks against the United States, she identifies herself as one of them by saying we. And she's still the vice president of the United States. What are we doing? What in the name of all that is good and holy are we doing when someone like that is allowed to be anywhere near Washington, D.C.? Democrats incite, Democrats support and call for violence. I can make that clear using their own words. I don't have to make up anything. I don't have to imply anything. I don't have to say, well, I think they meant this. Like Democrats are doing with Trump's speech. I don't care what you think he was saying. He didn't say what you're accusing him of. But when I go back and I read these quotes and I watch these videos and I've seen them all several times. (laughs) It's incitement. It's support of violence and it's support of terrorism against the United States. And we have elected officials that when they talk about these terrorist groups, they say we. Is that the way you want to play, Madam Vice President? You want to identify yourself as a terrorist? I agree with you. You are a terrorist. You have incited violence, and you have no business, no business whatsoever, holding any kind of office in my country. I I wish this was unique. I wish this was the one topic where... Democrats accuse us of doing something that they're actually doing. It's not. As most of you know, Biden said about busing kids, black kids, to white schools, that it would amount to the white kids having to grow up in a, quote, racial jungle. A racial jungle. We have a president of the United States, I'm sorry, a dictator of the United States who actually used the word jungle in reference to our black brothers and sisters. Our brother and sister Americans used the word jungle. How dare he? Sorry, Greta Thunberg, I'm going to steal your line there for a minute. How dare he? He said that if black people didn't know if they were voting for Trump or for him, then they, quote, ain't black. Joe Biden is a, is a polished, I don't know, politician, I guess. Joe Biden doesn't use words accidentally. Joe Biden doesn't use the word ain't. So not only did he imply that black people have to vote according to their skin color and apparently either don't have a brain or shouldn't be allowed to use it he dumbs down his language when he's talking to our black brother and sister Americans. Are you kidding me? And somehow this asshole gets the overwhelming majority of the black vote I mean it makes no sense at all It makes no sense. But when the alphabet channels are constantly pumping out their propaganda that, oh, Republicans are racist, and here's this wonderful guy, Joe Biden, that loves everybody and lets black kids play with his leg hair, and he's so awesome, and he straightened things out with corn pop, and look how great this guy is. People that don't do their homework on their own don't know this stuff. You guys do because you care. You're passionate about this country, who we are, what we stand for, what our priorities are. You care about our founding documents and how they came to be. You care about the men who wrote those documents and what they intended. You're good Americans. And I don't say that because you listen to this show. It doesn't matter whether you listen, listen to me or not. If that's the way you live your life, you're a good American. You can call me an asshole and never listen to me again. I don't care. If you believe in those things and you live your life that way, you are a good American, period. End of story. I mean, it's just unreal to me. It's it's just unreal to me. Here, try this. I want you to walk up to a black person. Somebody 40s, 50s. And look them in the eye and tell them I want you to tell them this exact quote. I don't want your kid going to my kid's school because I don't want my kid to grow up in a racial jungle. And when you regain consciousness, you can let me know how that worked out for you. And, of course, I don't actually want you to do that. I don't want to be arrested for inciting. You, know, you have to give that disclaimer You know, whether you're telling a, a hypothetical story or not. Democrats are assassins, leftists are assassins, and they're not all out there killing people, they're not all terrorizing Americans, but you know what they are all doing? They're assassinating the Constitution of the United States. The one that I said, if it comes down to it, that that document needs to be protected with blood, then send me, sir, send me. Me. I didn't have to do that. And I think God was probably looking out for me. Do you know what? If I was called, I gladly would have gone. If that document was going to be destroyed, or I could lose my life, take me. Please, take me. I can't stand to sit back and watch people assassinate the foundation of the American existence. I can't. I physically can't. You know, I can't remember who said it, but there's a, a famous quote that says something to the effect of, all that is necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Nothing. That's the absolute truth. We have to stand up. This is our time. This is our calling. And with no disrespect to my grandfather, who I adore and I can't wait to see again when it's my time. With no disrespect to those great men. This is our Omaha Beach. This is our put up or shut up. You know, the pussification of America is a real thing, too. You know, we're raising boys to be girls and confusing everybody as to which bathroom they're supposed to use and all that bullcrap. But I know there are heroes left. I know quite a few of them personally. A month and a half or so ago, I joined the Three Percenters original Maryland chapter. I was honored and privileged to have been asked to be the state public relations officer. When I think about that, it brings tears to my eyes because I realize what an important position it is. I have been tasked by one of the greatest groups of people I've ever been associated with. With composing documents that we send out to our legislators. With accurately representing the will and the concerns of a great group of patriots and a great group of constitutionalists. I don't deserve it. I'll tell you that right now. I'm not as good as half of the people in that group. In a very short period of time, I've come to love them all like brothers and sisters. As I told you when I first announced that I joined on the show, I did it for a few very important reasons. First and foremost, with my military days long over and being too old and too out of shape to consider going back in, I needed to be associated with a group of people who truly care about the Constitution, who truly care about the foundation of this country, to whom it is critically important that we maintain our values and our ideals, the documents upon which the greatest country in the history of the world is founded. I was honored to join them. I'm honored to serve in this role, and I hope to God, I pray to God, that I can fairly and accurately represent them. They're the ones that matter. The men and women who say, I've had enough. I've had enough. I need to do something. They're the ones that matter. they're not the ones who will do nothing and let evil prevail. This is our time, folks. Never have I made a more urgent plea to you. I need you to get off your ass. I need you to put your phone down. I need you to get off the computer, get off Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is that's taking up your time. Get off your ass. Go to a county commissioner's meeting. Tell them what's important to you. Tell them how important it is that they maintain the constitutional values that they swore to uphold. Get off your ass. Go to your city council meetings, write a letter to your congressman. Get off your ass. This is our time. This is our beach. And you could stay in the landing craft if you want to. You're going to die anyway, figuratively. You're going to watch the values and the ideals of your country die, literally. If that's what you want to do, do it. I don't think anybody that listens to this show is one of those people. Get off your ass. Do it, please. I'm begging you at this point. And I want you to do it peacefully. I want you to do it honorably. I want you to use the channels that we've been given. I want you to peacefully protest. I want you to draw a petition. I want you to write a letter, send an email, whatever it is. We have plenty of avenues in this day and age that we can get a hold of the people who are our elected representatives. And please, please don't call them leaders. They don't lead us. A country of the people, by the people, and for the people shall never perish from the earth. Abraham Lincoln, Gettysburg. They work for you. They need to know what you want because they are obligated to do it. There's a reason we call that body in Congress the House of Representatives. We don't call it the house of leaders. We don't call it the house of lords. We don't call it the house of kings. Hell, even our our one leader is called a president, which comes from the root word preside, president. Not king, not dictator. President, presides over things. He doesn't lead. He doesn't order. He presides. And he works for you. I appreciate you guys tolerating me tonight. (laughs) I'm not really even in a mood to tolerate myself at this point. But as you well know, I'm just so incredibly passionate about these things. I I love this country more than my own existence. And like I said, if this country could be returned to its constitutional ideals, but I had to die to make it happen, please, sir, send me. Stand up, folks. Stand up. I love you guys. I really do. And those of you that have listened to this show more than once, God bless you. I really do appreciate it. Everybody that tunes in. If I can run my mouth to one person every week and it makes a difference, I'm happy. I truly am. It's not about numbers for me. It's about ideals and what matters. So that's going to do it for another episode of the Treehouse of Liberty podcast. I have been, as always, your host, Jason Fornwall. You know I love to hear from you guys especially if you disagree with me, I want to hear from you, please. You can reach me anytime at Treehouse1776 on Twitter, Media at gmail.com. Fire me an email anytime. And the Treehouse of Liberty podcast page on Facebook. And one more time, eventually I really will let you guys know how I came up with that very, very original name. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, I know who you are. I know you're people like me that love this country dearly. I know you're people like me who want to see her live on the way she was intended. I know you're like me. You either put your hand over your heart or you salute every time you walk past our flag. I honor you for that. It seems like we're a dying breed, but we're not. We just don't have the voice that the terrorists and the other causes of havoc have. Consider our group, too. The 3%ers are original. There's only one, we're the largest 40,000 members nationwide. Strict constitutionalists. we vow to be mentally strong, physically ready. And we vow that we'll never use force first. And we won't. I've seen people kicked out of our group already just for making a statement that could be interpreted that way. And I like that. I don't want to be associated with the other people that use our name, but I know who we are. And I know the type of person that we need. We need the type of person that holds our values dear. Who does put their hand over their heart or salute that flag every time they walk by. People who know what that represents. I'll say it again because it's true. I love you guys. Please keep up the good fight. Please understand and know in your heart that you are not alone. Thank you so much for listening. You guys take good care, and we'll talk soon.